I remember the pain like it was yesterday. I remember the hurt and how bad it hurt. Thirteen years ago, my brother and his wife lost a baby. Um, Braden was born, and his lungs were not developed, and neither were his kidneys. He lived for about 18 hours, and then he passed away. And there are images that are in my mind that I will never forget. And my pain was nothing compared to the pain of my brother and his wife. My pain was nothing compared to what they were going through. They lost a child. My pain was nothing compared to my parents who had lost a grandchild. And even though it was 13 years ago, it still hurts. Like I said, there are images in my mind that I will never be able to to forget. The image of my dad holding my brother in his kitchen. The image of my brother carrying a tiny casket out of a church. It's not supposed to be that way. The images of our family gathering on that day, year after year after year, at the cemetery to comfort one another. These are images I can't, can't forget. And it hurts. Maybe you've been there. Or maybe you're there now. And it hurts. I remember being in the basement of my brother's house with him. And we're talking a couple days later. And we're talking about what had happened and, and just the hurt and the pain. And he said, he played a song for me. And, and I couldn't believe how strong he was. He played this song for me by uh, Ray Bolts, and it's called The Anchor Holds. And it says, I, I have journeyed through the long, dark night out on an open sea, by faith alone, sight unknown, and yet his eyes were watching me. The anchor holds, though the ship is battered. The anchor holds, though the sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I have faced the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. I've had visions, I've had dreams, I've even held them in my hand. But I never knew that they would slip right through like they were only grains of sand. The anchor holds though the ship is battered. The anchor holds though the sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. I have been young, but I am older now. And there has been beauty that these eyes have seen. But it was in the night, through the storms of my life. Oh, that's where God proved his love to me. The anchor holds though the ship is battered. The anchor holds, though the sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. We all feel pain, right? Anybody here ever lived pain-free? <laughs> we all have hurt. And when we hurt, we wonder... Does God know? Does God 
care? Is God there? Does he feel my hurt? Does he feel my pain? If you, whatever you're going through, right? and, and we all know people who are going through divorce, or maybe your parents got divorced, and you feel that pain, that hurt still real. Or maybe you've been a victim of abuse, or we know people who have been abused, and that pain is real. Or maybe you know people who uh, suffer from physical pain, and that physical pain just hurts all the time in the back, in the knees, in the ankles. Or maybe you know someone, or maybe you suffer from mental illness and mental pain, like I do. I told you before, I have mental illness, and, and it hurts. It hurts those around me, and it hurts me. It hurts. And so we wonder, you know, does God know? Does God care? The problem of suffering and pain is an ancient one when it comes to God. How can an all-loving God, an all-powerful God, allow pain and suffering in the world? How can an all-powerful God, how can an all-loving God not step in and do something? We'll talk about that for a little bit this morning as we talk about hurt we talk about pain as we talk about how God is for the hurting we're going to continue in our series that we started on Easter called God for the rest of us and we're talking about how God is not just for holy people not just for righteous people not just for the holy Joes but rather God is for the rest of us those of us down here in the muck and the mire who are going through the, the daily trials and troubles of life, God is for us. He's not just for them. He's for us. And today, today we're talking about how God is for the hurting. I think R.E.M. said it best in their song, Everybody Hurts. Because it's true. Everybody Hurts. You hurt, I hurt, we all hurt. In some way, or in many ways, we hurt. And we want to know that God is there for us, that God is with us in our hurt, that God is with us in our pain, that God does not ignore us, that he does not run away from us, that he does not abandon us, that he does not forsake us, that he does not leave us, but rather that God is with us in our hurt and in our pain. That's what we want to know. That's what we need to know. And so this morning, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture from the Gospel of Luke. And we're going to look at a story of Jesus where he found someone who was hurting and how he dealt with her pain. We're looking at Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. It's just seven short verses. And if you brought your Bible, grab it and turn to Luke chapter 7. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can use one that's in the chair in front of you. It's on page 730. Page 730 of the Bible in the chair in front of you. Or if you want to use your favorite Bible app on your smartphone or tablet, that's what it's there for. But we're going to talk about how Jesus came into someone's life, someone who was hurting and in terrible pain, and how he brought healing from her hurt and from her pain. Look with me at, at Luke chapter 7, and we're going to look at verses 11 through 13 as we begin. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. 
as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. So Jesus is being followed by huge crowds of people. They're with him wherever he goes. He's attracted a, a, a huge crowd. And sure enough, he's entering into this town near this town called Nain. And as he comes to the town, there is a funeral procession coming out of the town. And there is a woman leading the procession who is sobbing and grieving and mourning and wailing in pain. For her only son has just died. In those days, you had to bury someone within 24 hours. They didn't have the embalming chemicals like we have today. And so you'd have to bury quickly because decomposition would set in very quickly. And so this young man has died, and they are going to bury him. And this woman is just beside herself in anguish. And we find out two important bits of information. The first is that her son, her only son, has died. The second is we find out that she's a widow. In other words, this woman now has no one to take care of her. In those days, the, your husband would take care of you. And if your husband died, your oldest son would take care of you. She's only got one son, and he just died. So not only is she dealing with the pain of losing her son, she's also dealing with the pain of hopelessness. What is going to happen to me now that my son has died? Women in those days who had lost their husbands and sons would often turn to unmentionable acts to try and sustain themselves. And so you have this woman grieving and mourning and wailing, and Jesus approaches her. He notices her. And the Bible says that his heart went out to her. It's one of my favorite Greek words. You've heard me say it before. It's the Greek word, splagna. Now, it sounds disgusting, right? Splagna. And it means something disgusting. It means entrails or guts. It's right here. This is your splagna. Have you ever seen someone hurting? How many of you have children? And you've seen your children hurting so bad that it hurts right here. It hurts. Maybe their heart was broken. They were being bullied at school or, or uh, their girlfriend broke up with them or their boyfriend broke up with them. And, and, it, and you just see them filled with so much pain that it hurts you right here. It hurts right here in the guts. When Luke says that Jesus' heart went out to her, he uses this word guts or intestines, splagna, to say that Jesus hurt for her. He looked at her with eyes of compassion and he hurt for her right here. He felt her pain. And he says to her, don't cry. Now philosophers in Jesus' day would often say, don't cry for it will do no good. But Jesus says, simply, don't cry. He had something in mind. He had healing in mind. Look at verses 14 and 15. Then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. 
He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. It wasn't a coffin like a coffin we think of, like a closed casket. Coffins in those days were very simply just a, a funeral bier. It was a, a, piece of, a piece of wood that they would place the wrapped body on. And they would carry the body out on this flat piece of wood. And so they're carrying the body out. And Jesus comes and he stops the procession. And he reaches up and he touches the coffin. But he probably touched the body. Not just the coffin, but the body. The Jews had, the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, had 635 rules that you had to follow. 635 rules. And one of those was do not touch a dead body or else you will become unclean. Jesus never was really one for religious policies. And he goes right up and he touches this body. And then he raises the young man back to life. Brings him back to life. And he gives him to his mother. Her mother has her son. Jesus not only saw her pain, not only saw her hurt, but he did something about it. It's one thing to say, they're there. It's one thing to say, don't cry. Jesus said, don't cry. And then he gave him back to her. We finished the the passage in verses 15 and 16 they were all filled with awe and praise god a great prophet has appeared among us they said god has come to help his people this news about jesus spread throughout judea and the surrounding country jesus raised him back to life and the news spread like wildfire that god had come amongst his people that god had come to rescue his people they said he must be a prophet. There were stories of the Old Testament prophets raising dead men back to life. But Jesus is more than a prophet. Jesus is the Son of God. God in the flesh. King of kings, Lord of lords. And he wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to be your Savior. And if you will put your faith and trust in him, if you will believe in him and repent from your sins, confess your faith and be baptized, your sins will be washed away. Jesus will be your Savior. He'll fill you with His Holy Spirit. He will give you hope beyond hopelessness. He will give you joy beyond despair. He will give you love that is unconditional. And He wants to give it to you. He wants to give it to you today. But what about the hurt that we feel? What about the pain that we're in? What do we do when we're in such agony? and emotional distress it doesn't surprise God our pain does not surprise God in fact Jesus said in John 16 he says in this world you will have trouble my friends right here in Griffith City you will have trouble and we may be tempted to think that maybe God is the source, that why is God allowing this to happen to me? Why is God ha doing this to me? The Bible tells us that God does not cause suffering and anguish. In fact, in Lamentations 3.33, it says, For He does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. We mess this thing up. We live in a world that is broken by sin, broken by pain, broken by hurt, and broken people 
behave in broken ways. Broken people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. People in pain cause more pain. And so we live in this broken world where there is pain and heartache. But God is not the source. God does not desire pain in our lives. So he does something about it. God brings healing into our lives. And he is what we need. His healing is the healing that we need. And I'd love to be able to tell you, your pain will stop today. Your hurt will end today. Your pain will be no more today. But I can't tell you that. But I can tell you that there is coming a day. If you are a born-again follower of Jesus Christ, there is a day that is coming where your pain will be done away with. In Revelation 21, verses 3 through 5, it says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. He, they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone for how long? Forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. I am making everything new. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. No more hurt. And so the pain that you have in your heart will be healed. The people that you miss, the ones who knew Jesus and have died before you, the ones that you're missing right this moment, you will see them again. The pain that you have in your life, the physical pain that you feel in your back or in your knees or in your shoulder, that physical pain that you feel will be no more. It will be healed by Jesus. The emotional distress that you have from those broken relationships that just can't seem to come together, that emotional distress that you have will be healed. Jesus is the healer. He wants to heal you. He cares for you. He loves you. Do you know what he has for you? He has splagna for you. That deep sympathetic, empathetic, heartbreaking, gut-twisting, intestine-turning love for you. It is His compassion for you. And He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He is with us now and forever. So let us be beacons of hope to this world. Let us be agents of healing to this world. Let us be healers in Jesus' name to this world. Let us go forth and share his compassionate love with the world. Let us share his splagna with the world. Let us 
feel that pain that others feel. Let us feel that pain that God feels. I believe, my friends, that God feels your pain, that He does not leave you in it, that He does not forget about you. I believe that God cares. And I know that there is coming a day when the wrongs will be righted and the pain will be healed and the hurt will be no more. And we will see Jesus face to face. Because that's what a Revelation chapter 22 verse 4 says. They will see His face. There's coming a day. what a day of rejoicing that will be when we see Jesus face to face until we see him until we see him my friends until we see him Heavenly Father I pray today for my friends who hurt I pray today for my friends who are aching inside who are aching physically and I pray that today you would be a God of compassion the God of splagna the God who hears and the God who heals Lord we feel so much pain in our lives so often we wonder if you care we wonder if you know what we're going through and just like the widow at Nain who lost her son, Lord, we have loss and pain in our lives. But Jesus took notice of her, and we pray that he will take notice of us. Asking now in his name for your healing, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, and in our bodies. And until the day we see Jesus face to face, help us to press on persevere through the pain knowing that there is coming a day when we will see him thank you God for this promise and it's in Christ's name we pray